I clicked on the wrong one. I hate that you have that. That's so bad. So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 234 for February 16th, 2020. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McVean. Hello, I have hippies. And also here is Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ASMR episode of the Reaton Entertainment channel. Uh, this... We're not actually doing that. I'm sorry. I, I know I lulled you into a false sense What's of that? security. What's that? Start eating chips on the mic? Please, please don't. Please. Ooh, I just got a brain tingle. <laughs> anyway, uh, of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. And uh, first off, where can we find you, Connor? At Twitter, at Cyberpunk underscore Monk, where I, I don't know, complain about Valentine's Day. Yeah, everyone does. And we have uh, Andrew Ro McFain. Where can we find you? Um, you can go to Roa.website, which has a link to my Twitter, where I don't think I even acknowledged that Valentine's Day happened. Yeah. That's probably it, for the best. It's it's really bad. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Nathan Reeton Spruth, at Reeton Everywhere. So at Reeton on Twitter, at Reeton on Mixer, Reeton or Reeton Entertainment on YouTube. Uh, you can go to my website, ReetonEntertainment.com, which is totally not a ripoff of AroaEntertainment.com. And you can find this podcast at Reeton Podcast anywhere you download podcasts, basically. So uh, tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all those places you can find us. And press the follow button. Leave us a review on iTunes. Give us five out of five stars. That will really help us get uh, more views. So uh, what games have you played this week? I'm going to start with Aroa. What games have you played this week? Well, um, throughout the week, I didn't play too much, but yesterday... I uh, played a whole bunch of really mediocre uh, VR games from itch.io or or itch, whatever they're called. Is it itch? I I, I know it's IO, but I, I always call it like itchio. Yeah, I was actually that's just going to say itchio. That's what a lot itch-io. of people call it. Um, but it turned that like the company is actually just called itch. Oh, like okay. they refer to themselves. If you install the itch client, it, it's installed <laughs> under a group called Itch Corp, and it's oh. just an app called Itch. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, uh, lots of lots of mediocre indie VR games. Um, half of them didn't have mappings for the index. Oh, good. And uh, like even even when they did have mappings for it, it was obvious that they were like they didn't actually own an index, so they couldn't test on that hardware, and they were just mapping based on the legacy Vive stuff. Oh, so, okay. It was a, uh, it was bad, and I recorded the whole thing, and yeah. On the and you're gonna post side, it. What? And you're gonna post it. Yeah, uh, okay. if I have enough time, I'll get it out tonight, and if not, it'll be out probably next weekend. Okay. Um, but yeah, it um, it at least let me figure out how to record VR games, which uh, is a lot less painful than it used to be. It's so really not good. that bad. I, I mean, I've streamed VR games quite often, and it's not, it's not terrible. You just do the, uh, you just do the thing where it, where it uh, mirrors your eye. 
Uh, no. Like, well, most of the games I play, it, it, like the, the VR runs in a window on your desktop. Yeah, you see, that's the way I used to do it. Oh, yeah? Um, but you have to, like, rehook it every time you change games. Right, uh, right. But if you if you go into the Steam VR window uh-huh. and hit hit the little hit the little bars, there's a uh, there's a display mirror option mm-hmm. where it'll just mirror one of your eyes, oh, and you cool. can just hook that. And, See, what and I do there. is I just do uh, screen capture, like I capture my uh, I capture you just my capture one monitor. the whole screen. Yeah, I capture uh-huh. with my one monitor, and it's it's typically the VR is full screen on that monitor, so that's. I don't have to rehook it every time. But if it's not, you can go to that Steam mirror and essentially pull off the same thing as whatever I was saying. Yeah. 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 You don't have to rehook it or anything. And it's it's always just showing what your eyes or what your right eye is seeing or right. left. Right. But I can't set it. But but you also have to remember that I have two monitor or two computers, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different when I capture VR or Oh right. You're outputting yeah. so you're capturing from that other Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if you, well, wait, you have a, you still have a Vive, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a Vive. I wonder what would happen if you ran the Vive through a, uh, through an HDMI splitter. What it would, what it would output. I have. I, I I wonder. That would be weird. I wonder Uh, how much post effect happens from the Vive to the computer. Yeah. 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 I, I understand what you're saying and I, I don't know. How I'm that would curious. work? <laughs> now Aro is going to go buy an HDMI splitter uh, and and figure that out. You mean Any... use one of my two? Oh yeah, he's going to go grab one of his two HDMI splitters. Because <laughs> I uh, I have those from whenever I was trying to stream PS3 games because they also strip HDCP. Yeah, some of them, some of the the actually not really expensive ones. They're like thirty bucks. They can strip. Yeah, they can strip the PS3, but I just have component cables for PS3, so I just use Which that. Is lower quality. No, it's not on the yes, PS3. On the PS3, it no. It's lower quality. No, it's fine. Lower quality. It's... You're just doing analog video. It's gross. You're gross. It's it's RGB. It's fine. Anyway, gross. you're gross. Shut up. You're not running it through a frame meister. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't purchased. You gotta run it through a frame meister to clean up that that video. No, I'm sorry. I run it through an OSSC, which is then ran through a frame meister. No, <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a frame meister because I'm not spending two hundred dollars on a, a upscaler, basically. But so, think about how good your stream would look when it eventually gets compressed to 720p, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I emailed them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Tell a little story, and then we're going to move on to Connor's games. So I, I emailed them because when, when Beam first came out and then it switched over to Mixer, uh, it first came out that you could purchase transcoding, which was, you know, you run the, the stream at like 720 or, or 1080p, and then if somebody can't handle watching the stream at that, it can lower, they can choose to lower the quality to like 480p or if you're at 1080, they can lower it to 720p or 480. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. And I used my Sparks to purchase that ability when there were only like seven of us streaming on Mixer. Or I'm sorry, Beam. And then when they moved over to Mixer, they, they stripped that ability away. You could no longer purchase with Sparks the ability to do transcoding. 
And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, this is only for partners now. Only partners can do transcoding. But if you already have it purchased through Sparks, we will still allow you to do transcoding uh, without low latency enabled. So if low latency is not enabled, then people can lower it down to 480p if they need the the extra bandwidth or or the less bandwidth because their internet connection sucks. And I had that for the longest time and they took it away. They took that ability away. So I emailed them and I was like, hey guys, what's up with this? And I was like, so it also says here in this article that, you know, some non-partnered streams may have transcoding enabled for non-RTM or for RTMP streams or for without low latency. Uh, but that seems to have been taken away from me. And they So I think what the moral of the story is is that because you're not partnered, you don't yeah. matter to them. Exa exactly. But I but I got an email back that said something to the that was just a form thing. It's like, hey, sorry, unfortunately we don't have the ability to do transcoding for everyone. Here's a link to the article that you already quoted in your original email. And it tells you all about transcoding. And then they sent me a thing. They're like, were you satisfied with this response? And I was like, no, not even a little bit. Like, you didn't Look, even acknowledge what I said. The Indian who could barely read your message yeah. gave the response he was paid to give. I, under I understand that. But I still was not satisfied with that. And that is the only time I have ever answered a survey like that and gave a negative review. Because... Uh, Actually, if, if you give negative reviews, it can really hurt the person. Um, and I usually don't do that. So even even like the guy who was driving my Uber and all he talked about was sex. The whole way from where we were going or where we were at to where we, we were going, he was just like, oh, yeah, sex. And you we, ever fucked a sheep, man? And, and, and we were trying to like steer the conversation away and we're like oh yeah you know we we do some traveling we went to you know we went to japan last year and we're going to i'm going somewhere this year and he's like ah oh, japan gotta get one of them really tight japanese girls and i was just like uh five out of five stars <laughs> so hey aroa do you remember that time reeton was like i don't want to spend too much time in this intro and then he told a really boring story about an uber drive that he took once oh man remember yeah. that time uh, I'm gonna kick and, you. And especially like whenever he retold the the beam story that he told on the stream that we did together the I day did. before. I yeah. know. Yeah, but but here's the thing: people listen to this this podcast who don't watch the stream. But well, people don't, don't listen to this podcast. There are people that listen to this podcast. At me on Twitter, if you listen to this podcast, I don't believe you. Nope, nobody uses Twitter anymore. They're all they're all on TikTok. Mm, don't do that. Even the same thing. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Connor, what games have you played? Oh God, I've been I've been in the game depressions lately. I have nothing to play. Okay. Since I beat Grim Fandango, I've sort of been bouncing between like Binding of Isaac and I played Mega Man a while ago. But I think I finally landed on those Divinity Two Original Sin. Uh, have you which tried? Is... Have you tried Pathfinder? Yeah, I have. Um. I don't know. I just didn't get hooked on it like I was hoping I would. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I think I, I'd have I, more fun streaming it than playing it. Maybe, maybe, yeah. There, I like. There's certain parts in Pathfinder that I really like, where it's like, hey, you're you're in this this section where you have a choice. Do you send the heavily armored uh, paladin to do this acrobatics thing, 
or do you choose the rogue? And you're like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> Acrobatic. In, I think I'm going to use the paladin. That's what I'm going to do. What, what I'm doing in Divinity right now, I'm not positive as how they meant the game to be played. They have DLC on the Switch version, which, amongst other things, the one that I'm particularly enjoying lets you become like a farmer. And I have accidentally become a drug lord in this fantasy world. And if people don't give me the best deals or the the greatest of encounters, I just give them some drugs and suddenly they're my friends. Well, I just, mean... Just like the real world, right? Yeah, that's how I make friends in real life. So I drug hey, them. Um, I think that the scroll should be worth 13 gold, not 9 gold. So here's 2,000 gold worth of drugs. <laughs> don't worry, I can make more. Yes. So... You haven't played much except for Divinity Original Sin 2, which I've I've tried playing with you, and uh, playing I'm, that game with you is awful. Yeah, uh, because you could do things like pickpocket one person and then take all that stuff you pickpocketed and pickpocket it into your friend's inventory. So when the cards show up and like, hey, um, somebody's reporting missing stuff, I go, yeah, you could check my pockets. I got nothing to hide. And then when Reeton sees me do that and it's like, he has nothing to hide. He actually does have stuff to hide because I hid it there. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. What you should have done is been like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Check my pockets and then run over to me and pickpocket me and take all the stuff. And then have them check me. I don't know if that's, they allow you to do that, though. That's what I did. They, they would have. That's why they, they killed you. No, 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 no. Pickpocket me and grab the stuff back before they check me. Assuming oh. that you it's assuming that Connor's character could move while you were in a conversation menu, yeah, you, he could have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wonder if that would have worked. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I was pretty satisfied with the end results either way. I got I got a good belly laugh out of it. <sighs> I I hate. Playing I, games I didn't play with enough Connor. of Original Sin two, but I played the fuck out of the first Original Sin, mm -hmm. and the amount of flexibility that's that is placed within just the first game. And I know has been blown out like all the way with the it's second one game. is incredible. So like, it, I, I always wanted to play the uh, the fucking uh, dungeon master mode, whatever it's called. Yeah, I would be interested in that as well. Yes, that would be really because it, it's it's essentially like uh, there was something like that in Neverwinter, I think. <laughs> and there was. It, there it's, definitely it's was. just that. But it's even more like user friendly and just a generally positive experience. So uh, I'm going to move on. I'm going to talk about the games I played. I beat Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And the thing I noticed about that game is for like 80% of the game, you play as Gohan. You do not play as, as Goku like at all during the game, really. Which is weird for a game titled Kakarot. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. But uh, I, I beat the game, and it's I would say it's really good. It's honestly one of the best Dragon Ball games I've ever played, uh, at least from a, like a storyline perspective. They put a lot of effort into making the story very similar to uh, basically Dragon Ball Z abridged because it's, ve it's, it's very like, oh, we're going to get rid of a lot of the filler, and it just hits the beats that it needs to. But it does have some some missing things that they should have put in there uh, that would have made the experience a little bit better. Yeah, uh, like Bulma's panties. Yeah, exactly. But It's interesting that you, that you say that they stripped out a lot of the filler because one of the reviews that I watched 
uh, it like raised it up because it included so much filler it, stuff. It, so it did. It did include a lot of like like as I said before, it included the um the the car driving scene, like the the filler episode where Piccolo and Goku get licenses, and so it included that. But then also, uh. There's a part towards the end of the game, and I'm not spoiling anything. Well, I am spoiling stuff, but it's a freaking old anime, okay? Give it a break. So, uh, when when Goku and Vegeta merged, they, they do the fusion, and then they get absorbed by... They get absorbed by Boo. They go into Boo, and then they rescue all of their, their friends and stuff. And they don't include that. They just show him get ab- the, them get absorbed by Boo, and then the next scene is them just like outside, not inside. The they don't even poop. include the poop part. Yeah, they don't include the poop part. There, there's a lot of stuff that they just they kind of cut out for time, which I get, but it would have enhanced the story a little bit. Uh, but one of my favorite scenes happened in that, where at the very end. Uh, Goku had never met Goten. So in the story, uh, they defeated Cell, Goku died. Apparently, Chi-Chi was pregnant and gave birth to Goten after that. So it's like five years later, and Goten had never met his dad, and Goku comes back for a day. And Goten is standing there, and he's like, uh, he's like looking up at his dad, and Goku's like, oh, you must want a hug. And Goku picks up Goten, and holds him at arm's length, looking at him, and then sets him back down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? That wasn't a hug. He's like, close enough. Translation uh, error. I, I feel like that's definitely what Goku would do, though. I do, too. I do, too. But Well, he's got to be careful so he doesn't crush the child's bones. That's true. Yes. but Remember that episode where he, he comes home for the first time in, like, forever after he's become a god and and he picks up the he goes to pick up a glass of orange juice and just accidentally destroys it i don't remember that but uh that, yeah that was the thing that happened was that in uh yeah. z was that in z yeah oh mm-hmm. so i've been watching through uh z kai so they might have gotten no why why no kai's bad how is it bad bad you're bad so it's like the fucking uh, Naruto remake series uh, with Dragon Ball. Sh- Sh- Shippuden? Is that yeah. Was, yeah, I never watched that. Shippuden was also bad, supposedly. I don't know. I never watched Naruto. I never watched Naruto either. Uh, so I played that. Naruto? I played... <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. Not, not, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, so I never watched that. I never watched it. It's... A... I also played uh, Bleeding Edge with Aroa. Forgot to mention that. I, I am so excited to hear you all's opinions on it. It's all right. It's Overwatch. It, uh-huh. Yeah, you guys like it's, Overwatch. It's Overwatch. It's Overwatch, though not as good. I I would say it. I had fun. <clears throat> I had fun with it. Uh, it's, so it's not as good. I think mainly because it's rough still. Yeah. Yeah, it's still, like, there, there's some characters that need to be nerfed. Like, oh, yeah. there, there's a, one of the tank characters is um, a girl the, on the a unicycle. rockabilly. Yeah, the girl on the unicycle. And you just can't kill her. 
There is like Aroa played as her a couple times, and I think you can count how many times you died like on two uh, you, fingers. <laughs> you can't count it because it was zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It it was very very much, um, not. There were there were multiple occasions where I was playing as her, and I took on three people at the same time and lived. Yeah, that's fine. And that is not something that is meant to happen in a game that's four v four. Right. Like, it, like you're that... you're meant to struggle in in one versus two, like three versus one. In most situations, you should just be fucked. Yeah. But playing as specifically that character is just you're unstoppable. Right. And and that was, of course, I think the favorite tank that people would pick because. Oh, oh yeah. I, just... I think we we went two matches maybe that didn't have someone playing as that tank. Yeah. And so there's definitely needs some balancing. Um, I also don't like that it's so easy to get away from fights. Like it's super easy to run away. Um, I, I think that's fine because there are several. There are several abilities where the entire purpose is to prevent people from running away. Right. And I think that's kind of what the game is trying to emphasize is the idea of running away whenever you're outnumbered. You wouldn't think that based on the gameplay that we that we were experiencing, considering how many fucking idiots were running in solo against an entire team. But, you know, that's uh, it, it was like playing Overwatch. Yes, you, yes. You've got people who don't understand how the team dynamic is supposed to work, as in there's supposed to be a team. Yeah. Uh, so you, you get problems like that. And and here's a thing. Here's here's another thing. My review, end of my review of the game is, if it if I had to pay sixty dollars for this game, I wouldn't do it. But it's no. included in Game Pass. Yeah. So I'll probably totally I'll probably pay it. it. Yeah. I'll probably play it just because it's included in Game Pass. Um. But yeah, I I had fun with it. It felt some of the matches were very one sided. Where yeah, the matchmaking would... the matchmaking seems to be like trying to get you to play against people who you're going to destroy, and then following that up with a game where you get wrecked. Yeah, and like trying to kind of keep you involved, but not uh not feel like you're not being challenged. Right. So. Uh, and that's really all the games I played. I, I did figure out what game I am going to be playing next on Halo? my stream. Reach uh, with friends? Well, maybe that. But uh, the next game I'm going to play through is going to be uh, Half-Life. I've never actually oh, played. Oh, yeah. I've actually never played through Half-Life. Uh, and it's free. Half-Life and Half-Life 2 are free on uh, Steam until Alex comes out. So I figured I'll play through Half-Life and Half-Life 2 next. I support are the you, hell out of the decision. Are you also going to play through the expansions? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least the expansions for Half-Life 2. I don't know about the uh, no, original No, I meant the, I meant the first one. Uh, Opposing I, Force and Blue Shift. Isn't one of them bad? I want to oh, say Blue okay. Shift is not as welcomed as the other ones. I don't think I'd say it's bad, though. Okay. I might. I, I, I think might. Oppo- Opposing Force is to my understanding the one you should play oh okay that's what i hear is is blue shift was not well received i think it's just it's like um god i don't have a good analogy for this like prepared grateful dead 2 as opposed to grateful dead maybe like it's definitely not the same quality but it's still watchable 
Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out after I play Half-Life. See if I want to continue that story if I just want to move on to number two. So. Half-Life's uh, great, dude. Yeah. Let's move on. We're going to talk about some stories now. Uh, one of the stories is that... If this is one I chose just for Aroa because this sounds like something Aroa really, really wants. Uh, Space Channel 5 VR is coming out later this month. And it's I'm yeah. disappointed that it's only on PSVR, though. You have PSVR. Yeah, but like I don't have it set up. I haven't touched that thing in I don't even know how long other than for uh, unscrupulous purposes. Uh-huh. So... Um, Apparently, you're trying to get TV ratings. Uh, it should be noted that I know nothing about Space Channel 5. Um, so it looks like it's, uh, it's going to play exactly the same way as the original game. It's just going to be in VR. Um, it will be PlayStation Move controllers. So I guess you'll be like doing the poses from the game. Like uh, dancing IRL. along? Like dancing along with yeah. it. Yeah. So, so the original game came from a time period when the quintessential quote unquote rhythm game was Parappa the Rapper. Yes. Uh, we didn't really know how to make a music game a la Guitar Freaks or Guitar Hero yet. So it was just Simon Says. And that, yes. that's that's what Space Channel 5 is. It's just yeah, the the opposing side says up, up, down, down, shoot, 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 and then you do it in rhythm. <laughs> hey, Ro, I have a question that I think you might be able to help me out with. Yes. Why do I love playing Space Channel 5 so much? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know why I love this game. Like, on all accounts, I should hate it, but I remember having very good experience with it on the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the Dreamcast. Uh, it's yeah, it was because... on the Dreamcast, yeah. I, I think that there's just an inherent satisfaction uh, involved with with following directions, especially whenever they're tied to a rhythm. So what it, you're saying is it's because of my stupid monkey brain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think I think it's because uh, we all have a, a stupid little monkey brain that says yes, follow directions. <laughs> I get flashy lights. <laughs> flashy lights. It's that and it's that it. release of uh, serotonin that that you get pumped into your brain when you do things right. It's probably some oxytocin going on in there too. Dopamine, yeah. oxytocin, it'd be like if you're in love with the lights. I uh, mean, you're, which, which you very well maybe. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at Vegas; they make a lot of money on that exact premise. And <laughs> and also, the characters in the game are quite appealing in that like retro futuristic '60s kind of way. Yeah. Oh, I do love that too. It is my aesthetic. So, yes, it looks like it'll be fun. I really want Aroa to play this game on stream. I really, really do. You you want it you want it with a face cam too, don't you? Yes, I do. I but like mounted have... on the front of the VR system, so we're just seeing what you would normally see. <laughs> <laughs> just pointed at the TV, or for some reason, I just pictured you using a tube TV for this, but I don't know why. That's right, because it, it, it matches the decor that way. Yes. <laughs> uh, Activision Blizzard has apparently yanked its games from GeForce Now. We were actually talking about this last week, so I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, that is funny. And it looks like it was done over a misunderstanding, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the misunderstanding was. The misunderstanding... You mean this isn't going to actually make us any more money? Yeah, exactly. It says, uh, quote from G uh, NVIDIA, says, per the request, 
Uh, please be advised, Activision Blizzard games will be removed from the service. While unfortunate, we hope to work together with Activision Blizzard to uh, re-enable those games and more in the future. So all of Activision Blizzard games have been removed, which means no World of Warcraft, no uh, Warcraft 3, Diablo, um, yeah, it's, it's not in the client anymore. Yeah, just, I had it in my library and it's just gone. That's that's unfortunate, honestly, because I I could really see like people playing Overwatch or um, World of Warcraft this way, like having GeForce now on their like phone or something and just playing it that way. But it's kind of really fucking stupid if you ask me. That mm -hmm. that they took it away, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's because like well. they, I don't I don't understand like what is what is Blizzard Activision missing out on like and, by yeah. by letting this be a thing? Uh, absolutely fucking nothing, probably. Right, like right. this is just another venue for them to make money. So I, I have a theory. What's that theory? Could it possibly be that they're trying to funnel more people into using their online market? I mean, yeah, well, but they don't but have that's a cloud. But the thing is, like, it, it ultimately would still be their online market, as my understanding of it goes. It's just a different portal to it. Yeah. The, all this does is just open a VM that then opens the Battle.net client. So, I like, Activision Blizzard is still getting all the analytics. Except, okay, I guess, like... Oh no, they don't know specifically what hardware you're running it on, like big fucking whoop. But like, they're still getting all like your your money. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. What you they still have think to. They're losing. You still have to Back buy up. the games. Yeah. So backup it, theory: they really want those clients on your computer so they can track whatever the fuck it is you're doing with your network traffic. Probably. Like, or that, that would have that would have to be the only real thing. Would be that it's it's like with Origin where EA just really, really wants to get that, that user data. I, I don't know. I, I don't like this. I hope that they're able to re-enable it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Activision Blizzard in general, so mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not really hurt by this, but it, I could see some people being very upset about not being able to play World of Warcraft or Overwatch on this, um, this, this roundabout way. Uh, again, I still think it's a better service than fucking Stadia. Stadia is garbage. But yeah, I mean, it's not saying much, but hey, like it is, it is good comparatively. Yeah. So the PlayStation Five. Uh, I don't think there's a release date yet, but basically, it it's coming out th this year, probably. Right. That's what it seems to be I gearing up that's for. The idea. It'll yeah. be. It'll probably be holiday this year. Yeah. That's what you told us that one time you broke your NDA. Yeah. Uh no, no, I never I I never got the Whenever official you said, hey, release date. Guys, so I so I saw the PlayStation 5. I got to play it. I actually uh, here's what the controller looks like with all these pictures that I took of the actual <laughs> machine. None mm -hmm. of that happened because we didn't have a PlayStation 5 when I I'm was there. I'm going to send I'm going to send this these pictures of this dev kit off to uh to all these news sites so that they can yeah, TMZ. <laughs> you yes. want to get the scoop. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the PlayStation 5 apparently they're they're having problems pricing the PlayStation 5 because it's costing them a bunch of money to to make and and deliver all the consoles and stuff. So 
they have to try to make a profit or or at least not much of a loss when they sell the PlayStation 5 so they can make money back on software. And so uh, it says here from TechSpot that uh, deciding what price the machine uh, will sell is proving difficult because of component shortages and their high cost. The build price of the console is said to be around $450, uh, which could mean that the console will sell for $470 or more. Uh, that's fucking wrong. All of this is... If, it's, if they're making the console for $450, they're going to sell it for $400. Because every console that's come out, except for a Nintendo console, loses money. They yeah. always lose money when they sell it. Consoles um, are always sold as a loss leader because they also get to license all of the software that's produced for it. Yeah, yeah so, software is where you're really going to be making your money. So, I honestly, I think this is probably a leak that uh, Sony came out with so that they could say, oh, look, it's going to cost us so much money to make. And then when they come out with the price and say it's $400... People are going to be like, oh, they're selling it at a loss. And that'll be another round of news to amp up the PlayStation 5. So I'm also a big fan of how Reeton thinks other people sound. <laughs> that is exactly yeah, how other people sound. They're like sound. a bad impression of an anime girl. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, but most likely, that's what I'm thinking, is that it's going to sell for around $400. If it does cost $450 to make. And then it, it'll be... From from everything I've seen, it's going to be a very powerful games console that's not obviously not going to be as powerful as modern PCs. But that's I'm not what they're going. I'm excited to buy one so that I can play all of the anime games on it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a PlayStation Five when it comes out, probably. It, not getting has, an Xbox though. No, definitely not getting an Xbox. So, <laughs> um, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping that they come out with some specs uh, at E3 this year, which I, I hear is going to be very good. Right, guys? No. Is this a, what are, you, are, you, are you trying to do a segue? I'm trying to do a segue. Trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you you really want to get to that. You really want to get to that pay per view, don't you? Um, no, I'm not. It starts at 4:15. I don't even have time to drive there. Oh. I can't. NXT TakeOver is in Portland, Oregon, and I can't go there, and I'm set. You're not going to watch it? Uh, well, I'm going to... I'm not sure if it airs the same day. We have, we have Pathfinder. Oh. We, have, we have Pathfinder today, so we're going to be playing that instead, so I'll watch it afterwards. During? No, I don't watch it during. No. So anyway, uh, E3, this is something uh, Aroa brought up, so let's, let's talk about E3. Apparently, uh... It, you, do do we pronounce his name Jeff? Yeah, okay. Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. Um, you you talk about this. You you talk about the story. You liked it. You're the one who brought yep. it up. All right, all right, fine. So uh, basically, uh, Jeff Keeley, um, said, "Hey guys, so just FYI, I'm not going to E3 this year, or at least I'm not hosting the thing that I've hosted for the last what is it like 25 years? 47 years. Yeah." Yeah. Um, so everybody's understandably like, whoa, what the fuck? Because Jeff Keighley has been at every single E3. And, and here's That's the thing, a, though. Uh, he gets a lot of shit um, online for kind of being a hack game journalist. 
but he knows his shit about video games too. So he knows his shit. He's he's very deep in the industry. Yeah, and uh, like like him as a person or not, like he he's done a lot for the public's view of the the industry in general. Um, right, like he he runs the. I know everyone hates the game awards because it's just a big advertising frenzy, but like he said, if you want this big stupid game awards thing, then we have to sell a lot of advertising because it costs a fuckload to produce the thing. Yeah. And you're not paying to see it, you fucking assholes. Right. So, uh, but so anyway, he's, he's not going to be at E3 this year. He's not going to E3, which is a very significant thing. Cuz like I said, he's been at every single E3 and he's very big in the industry. He's like big as in he's involved in the industry. So the, this is pretty much on par with the fact that like Sony said that they're not going to E3 anymore. And like whenever Nintendo said they're not doing E3 anymore. Uh, as of right now, Xbox is the only major uh, company of the of the console manufacturers that even really gives a shit about E3. And even they aren't doing a conference like in the uh, in the convention center. They're doing it at a building that I think they own uh, close by. So it's going to be like whenever Sony did their thing. Right so They're They're just also like Microsoft is still tying theirs in with E3, though, whereas Sony's just like, this is the Sony event. E3 does not exist. So. Yeah, it's uh. It's not looking good for for E3. And uh, in a tweet that Jeff Keighley uh, replied to somebody asking, like, why are you not going? Uh, He was like, if you knew what I did, you'd understand. Uh, Wow. And so uh, then some other some other stuff came out about uh, what E3 is kind of looking at being. And that's what the the article we have linked here is that it's basically trying to look at being like even more cringy than the advertising bullshit in uh, the game awards. They they want to they want to make it uh, to to sum it up. You know how everyone hates Ubisoft's press conferences whenever they have the like hashtag Girlwood bullshit. Uh, yes, they they just want to do that for like for like six hours. Just that's that's it. That's E3 this year. It's just it's just celebrities going, wow, video games. Hey, guys, I'm a YouTuber. Do you like video games? I love video games. Yeah. And it's it's just that. for Which is for sad because I, I always look forward to E3. Um, Well, not always, but like for there for, you know, a good decade. I looked forward to E3 because they they had good trailers sometimes for new games and they would announce like. Hey, the PlayStation 3 for $17,000 or something like that. And I was uh I was always liking it and then for the last few years it's been pretty bad. Not great, not good, just pretty bad. And uh, uh it sucks that they're going even more into this. And I think this is why didn't it died for a while. E3 died well, for a couple years. It it like it it was like just not really a thing for a little while. Like yeah. no one really gave a shit about it. People have been saying that E3 is dead for a while now, understandably so. Right. Uh 
and this is not helping matters much. Uh, the article says that they got a pitch deck proposal for E3 2020, uh, which positions the event as a fan media and influencer festival, which just sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Uh, I did. Um, I did. Uh, there was something I read in here, uh, which was talking about like the the long lines and trying to get the lines to be shorter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they um, they also want to implement cutainment. That's what I was getting uh, at. Okay, yeah. I thought it was a funny word. Yeah, they they um they want to have marketing bullshit aimed at people who are standing in line. So yeah. you know if you're you're already not getting hounded by enough advertising and garbage while you're waiting in line to go play the game that is going to be out next year sometime. Uh, you're going to get bombarded with even more fucking annoying advertising. So, you know, that that's what you want, right? Whenever you go to a convention, you want to stand in line and just be bombarded with advertisements. Uh, really, I, I think that this is all just indicative of E3 fundamentally misunderstanding what, uh, what conventions like PAX and Gamescom and... Uh, even CES, the, CES, yeah, even even CES yeah. are about, which is like just letting people walk around and look at the cool shit. Uh, standing in line for over an hour at a time is not entertaining. No, and no matter how much other advertising you throw at it, that's not going to help matters much. You just need to fundamentally reorganize how you're doing this, and I, I really don't think that there's room for E3 to do that. No, and I think I'm, other other conventions have already done that and done it better than what E3 is going to be able to manage to do, especially considering that Sony, Nintendo, and to a lesser extent, Microsoft have already distanced themselves from E3 as much as they have. Yeah, well, and and before, like, so years ago, E3 was only for the industry. Like, they would release, like, they, they would release trailers and stuff and you know you would have games journalists going and like reporting on what they saw at E3 and sometimes you would have like the uh you would have the press conferences that would be streamed or you'd be able to uh like the the game journalists would be able to watch but recently in the last decade they've been letting more and more consumers come in which i think they, is uh... another part that screwed it up and they've yeah. th this year they're going to make they're going to allow for 25,000 people come to come in, yeah. which last year was only 15,000. So they nearly doubled it. So that's, that's another thing that I think is really hurting it is instead of making it like kind of this industry thing where people like the industry can get news and then they can go to their websites and report it, they're letting a lot more consumers just come in and – that along with the fact that you have Sony and Nintendo Nintendo not showing up, which Nintendo hasn't been there for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Nintendo hasn't been there since the Wii U came out. Yeah. And Sony hasn't they weren't there last year, I don't think. Sony Sony um I think started doing their PlayStation event a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh last year they didn't even have anything on the show floor, which apparently neither did Activision. Yeah. Which Whenever you have like one of the big two major publishers not even showing up, goddamn guys! Yeah. <laughs> like, I uh, I remember 
when I was working at Ben's studio, I think that was the last year they did uh, E3 event. Because I remember looking up and seeing my coworkers on the screen getting interviewed. I'm like, hey, I know them. Uh, and that was the last time that I remember seeing uh, Sony there. I think last year they weren't there. I don't think they're going to be here this year. So, yeah. No. Uh, kind of sucks. Like, the, the thing is, that, like, I just don't, I don't think that there is a need for a massive event like this if if it's going to have such a schizophrenic personality about it because they still want to have like an industry day that's uh on tuesday before it opens the doors to the public yeah and like you you need to target one or the other it needs to be some kind of big event where the esa pays off the some large companies to like save some really cool reveals for e3 or they just need to make it Gamescom in well, June. And that's and that's the thing, right? We E three used to be the big game right. show thing. And now we have Gamescom, uh TGS, Tokyo Games Show, we have PAX. We not only do we have PAX, we have PAX Prime, PAX South, PAX East. <laughs> uh like there's it, a bunch of PACs. There's uh C I think I might have said C E S already. Like they have so many shows that they release games and electronics at that where does E3 fit in now? Right. Especially since the main stuff that E3 was known for, the big, cool press conferences and all that, that can all be produced in-house by any of these companies for way less money. Yeah. It's like, Nintendo has shown that the Nintendo Direct format is way more effective and probably, well, almost definitely way more cost-effective than any big bullshit conference at, uh, at E3. Yeah, we're going we're to move on, but I do want to say that my favorite E3 moment, I think it was at E3, was Nintendo wasn't there, but they did little Nintendo Directs, and they had the, um, the Muppets of the three main people from... Nintendo, and I thought that I was that. that was one of yeah. my favorite E3 moments was was them as Muppets, and I was like, man, I wish I had a Muppet. That so, was that was really good. And I think that was the same year that they did the uh, the Reggie Fils-Aimé and um, I keep forgetting the dead CEO. Iwata, Iwata, Iwata. yeah, yeah, Satori Iwata. Uh, whenever they they were showing off Smash, and they were they were fighting each other. That's that's that was, cool. That was really good. Rest in peace. Anyway, um, yeah. Who else is dead? Who is it? HQ, HQ trivia. HQ trivia. Oh, I was going to move on to a different story, but we can do HQ trivia. So HQ trivia, uh, it's based. They 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 did shows every night where they would ask questions and people could win money. You know, it's a trivia game. Uh, and you, it was an app you could download on your phone. It was like six p.m. Pacific time every night they would have a game uh and then they they died they they were going to be acquired by some company because they weren't making money that company was like now nah, we good and so they just randomly uh I believe Thursday night died they just released something and said hey we're done and so they hosted one last uh I think the guy's name was Matt they did one last uh, trivia night where the guy gave five dollars of his own money that way people would have a prize to work for which was five dollars 
between whoever won. So if a thousand people win, you get one one thousandth of that five dollars. Um, I thought it was funny because it was the last night, and so they just gave up on giving a shit about like being family friendly. Friendly. It's kind of amazing, like watching <laughs> these clips. Yeah. And so some of the quotes was, uh, people don't want HQ to shut down in the, uh, down in the chat. Me neither, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> it said while doing a, a headstand, he was like, someone hire me. I'm fucking talented. <laughs> um, you know, we laugh cause we had alcohol, but I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> and then the last one, which just kind of hurts is we should have union unionized a long time ago. <laughs> so uh at least they had some fun with it they got very very drunk during the stream and uh yeah so it's it's kind of sad hq trivia is dead it was pretty well known they had millions of of players in 2018 and they still had hundreds of thousands of people logging in every night to play hq trivia but apparently it just wasn't making the money. Uh, and that means that 25 people lost their jobs um, because they, they just decided to shut down. And that was really, well, really sad. It obviously wasn't sustainable is the unfortunate part. Yeah, it was. I always sort of wondered how they got their money anyways. Like advertising, obviously, but yeah. it never really seemed sustainable in the first place. Uh, you, with With something like that, you need... Uh, either one company or multiple companies that are going to pay you a lot of money to advertise their shit profusely on yeah. your platform and it like that and and donating the prizes for you so that you're not paying them out of your own pocket by the way drink uh, crystal pepsi hey guys are you enjoying hq trivia if so you might like playing forge of legends oh god uh, was it forge of legends a really bad I one fucking know. Oh, i have no idea I think um, so. This yeah. episode of HQ Trivia is presented by Raid Shadow Legends. So, now is a high so, quality RPG. By the way, Raid Shadow Legends. By the way, never play that fucking game. Um, it said only 523 viewers won the, Nathan, the plot. I got a deal. You just fucked me. You just <laughs> fucked me, Nathan. Are you fucking happy? Yes. $5,000 down the goddamn drain. <laughs> No, uh, they're not going to sponsor you. Um, so not 500, anymore, they're not. Yeah, 523 viewers won the $5, which adds up to 0. 0.0096 cents. Cent. So very, very much money they won. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch. We have two things to talk about. One is that apparently they're going to be putting Nintendo Switch lounges in airports. Oh, yeah. Which, I uh, definitely didn't have these pulled up in the order that you posted them or anything. Sorry. But yeah, that's a thing that they were discussing doing. Yes, and, uh, you know, we, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about a guy in Portland who made his own PlayStation pop-up. Mm-hmm. Which, uh... For, for him and no one else. <laughs> for him and <laughs> no one else, uh, he just, he just, you know, hooked up an HDMI uh, or hooked up the HDMI to his uh, PlayStation. I was like, sweet. Also, who travels with a PlayStation? Nerds. Yeah. I, would... I mean, to I, be fair, 
I probably would if I was a console pleb. Yeah, I just travel with my laptop or tablet. Like I I don't know. Um, yeah, but like you can't you can't play Apex on a fucking Chromebook. Yes, you can. All you have to do Not is well. get the G you have to get the GeForce Now. Um no. application for Chromebook. Not on a, not on a Chromebook. Uh you, you know, usually you can get Android apps to run on Chromebook, right? If it's if it's compatible with whatever version of Android runtime is on there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it probably works. Also, it probably it, it probably won't support keyboard and mouse. Um I don't know. You should try it out. It, it'd so, probably be like touchscreen shit. Maybe. I don't know. Well, it'd be GeForce now, right? So it wouldn't really matter. But it, it's still running in the Android app. It's got to pass your inputs through the Android framework. Yeah, I might be able to use... Anyway, anyway. Uh, lounges. This is one that I believe Connor brought up. I believe mm -hmm. you're the one. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about this? I suppose I can. So I, having just gotten back from doing some flying myself, wherein I got a lot of use out of my Nintendo Switch, this article from Engadget talks about how Nintendo will be hosting Switch pop-up lounges in four U.S. airports. So the games that they're going to be offering are going to be games like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Mario Odyssey, and Super Mario Party. They're going to be available both TV mode and portable mode switches while you're in the lounge. The idea of these lounges is that travelers can purchase a Switch and some games while they're at the pop-up. And then the odd part about it all is that you won't be able to bring those consoles with you on the same day to the trip that you're going to. What? Which, right? That's sort of the thing that makes me raise an eyebrow. Wait, wait, wait. But, but wait, it's can... also kind of clever. So you can buy... Because if you're buy... sitting on a plane... You can... Wait, Go ahead. I, I just want to I I clarify this. You can buy mm -hmm. a Switch. Right. And they will send it to your house. But... But... <laughs> and I think it's sort of genius because you just got done playing on the Switch and you're like, man, that was great. I'm glad I bought one. You're going to then sit on a plane and be like, Oh crap! I really wish I had a switch. And you're gonna be thinking about it for the 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 entirety of either the trip that you're going on or the return from the trip that you just came to. But you and know you'd what? Be else? Like, man, I wish I had that switch. You you know what else you could do is let go them to a buy, Walmart. Right, <laughs> yeah. buy a goddamn switch. Let yeah, let them buy the switch and then play it on the fucking flight that you're going on. That's my so. You know why though, right? Uh, I want to know what your what you believe the reason is. And I want I, us to just say yes and not address it. I believe <laughs> that it would it would just be because they would have to have somewhere to keep inventory safe. And this is just a pop up thing. You can you can have like the the on display switches tied up to like military grade chains that are attached to those those big units, but. Like, where where are you gonna store enough switches to be able to sell to everybody? Yeah, I I, I understand that. Um, Connor, in this article, do they say which airports? They sure do. So these switch pop up lounges are going to be in Dulles International Airport, Tacoma International Airport, O'Hare International Airport, and Dallas Love Field, uh, from mid February to late March. I want to what? say that I Washington. love okay. the name Dallas Love Field. <laughs> That sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> well, I've learned a lot about Reet inside life. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, so 
So we'll never be able to see this because I don't think any of us are going to be at the Dole's International Airport, Tacoma International Airport, O'Hare, or Dallas Love Field. I mean, um, I was literally just in O'Hare like less than a week ago, but whatever. Well, you're, well, you're probably not going to go there within the next month. I mean, I already so, had a switch. I don't need to go there anyways. So here's here's something interesting that they bring up, though, is what? that uh, some airports already have gaming lounges, such as Gameway at Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. And so I looked up what Gameway is, and holy shit, this is fucking cool as hell. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a gaming lounge. You get you get a booth that's hooked up to you get you get a TV and a fan for some reason and a like big recliner chair and then you can hook up your your phone to a little USB charging port and you can just play games at this at this like thing. And I just realized I feel like I've seen this somewhere. I don't. Was it know. Like a, No, there's a mall. Uh, yeah, mall, mall of America. There's a mall over by me that has like I. It must be slightly differently branded, but the setup is exactly like this. You get huh. you get uh. Let's see, they're equipped with a leather chair, forty-three inch TV, pre-downloaded games, noise canceling headphones, and charge ports for your electronic devices. That's a really cool idea. That is cool. I wonder how much it costs. It is. Hold on. They they had the prices on another page. If this will stop. God, I hate modern websites so much. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was say, scrolling down and it scrolled me back up yeah, to look at Right. The, yes. That uh, just happened to me. Um, so 30 minutes for $10.99, 60 minutes for $19.99, 120 minutes for $35, and unlimited time for $45. Fuck I mean, that. if you're going to be stuck in the airport, maybe, but that's, yeah. why you, that's why you just bring your own switch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, <laughs> or you or... just you just unplug one of the monitors. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> my Who favorite part about that. Times? My favorite part about that story was they came up and they're like, hey, man, you got to you got to unplug this. And he's like, can I finish the game? Uh, no, no. <laughs> See, but if I were one of the airport workers again, I would probably be like, yeah. Uh, um so the last the last story we have is about the how do you say this corona coronavirus coronavirus right now (laughs) coronavirus uh i I don't know a little bit more respect this has only been like the top news subject for the last like two months months? and not the two months it hasn't been two it's been like a month it's been like a pretty sure i just read that like but there's like ten percent of the population infected with it too, dude. That's that's not good. Global, global anyway, population. Uh, not, apparently it's affecting normalized. It's affecting a it's lot of the industry. Yeah, it's affecting the a lot of the in- industry. Where first reported from Wuhan, China, on thirty first December twenty nineteen. Yes, and it may long. cause it may cause like <laughs> NAND prices to go up. It may cause a delay in the PlayStation Five, but it also will definitely delay the Outer Worlds on the Switch. Which... This, from uh, what I, I mentioned last week, that's the game that I'm waiting for the most on Switch, and I'm yes. very disappointed about this. I was going to say, you're, you're looking forward to that, because you love your Switch. I do love my Switch. This is definitely a game you would be interested in. It definitely oh, is. Okay, it's because the team that they outsource the port to yeah. is, 
infected with the virus and they're all dying right now. Uh, so well, you can check out the article. We'll post it in the comments, but this comes from CNET. The skinny of the story is that Obsidian Entertainment in they, they shoveled out the private. <laughs> Let me try that again. Obsidian I'm not laughing at you, mind you. I'll, you I'll say why I'm laughing in a second. So Obsidian Entertainment outsourced to Private Division, which is a Singapore-based company. No, that's not true. The company's name is Virtuous. Who the hell's Private Division? It's the publisher of the game. They're the publisher, okay. Yeah. So not, not Obsidian, but Private Division, the people who are releasing the game, decide to outsource the production of the game Switchport to Virtuous out in Singapore. Singapore is currently riddled with coronaviruses, I could tell in a Google search. Oh, no. Uh, and they need more time to be able to finish the game. According to a tweet that was sent out in February 6th, they haven't given a update to what that date is going to be, but they are upping the ante by giving us a physical release of the game. Yeah, I was going to say there is some positive news. Hopefully everyone hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone affected by the virus is, um, you know, they, they make a good recovery and, and they don't die. Because while there have been, what is it, around 2,000 deaths now? Uh, because of this virus it's all old people and babies because it's just a really bad common cold yeah mm -hmm. and so if you're a if you're a healthy person you know in you know not not super old or as not long super as you young, don't have aids and you're not already half dead anyway then you're fine yeah which and, in singapore could be a lot of people unfortunately yeah yeah i'm really i'm also worried about the olympics this year because it's taking place in japan well It'll be oh no! Don't infect Japan. Well, yeah, and Japan yeah. and China are pretty close together. Um, oh no, I'm not. I'm not worried about the people at the Olympics getting infected. I just don't want those Chinese people to bring it over to Japan and infect all of my waifus. <laughs> I'm not even worried about the waifus. I'm worried about like production and development that happens over in Japan. Yeah, and that's bad. I like but, how like, I don't want. I, I like don't want how the girls to get infected. I like how neither of you care that I'm going to Japan again this year. Well, you could always just not. Uh, and also, you'll be fucking fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Whereas um, a lot of waifus are voiced by like 50-year-old women. Anyway, so The Outer Worlds um, is a really good game. I'm sure that Connor will really like it. Uh, hopefully that they come out with a new release date that is uh, satisfactory. I also it will do also like... be March 20th because I... I don't have enough games to buy on that day. Yeah, I also do love the fact that they're they're like hey these people are infected we're letting them stay home in america they'd be like so you can make it to work today right you you you're fine with working uh we'll we'll give you a little bit of slack we'll only make you work 12 hours today <laughs> because game um, industry sucks i was also laughing because uh uh some idiot who wrote this article or or designed this web page or whatever uh, decided to embed the article in the article. Uh -huh. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I think so, that's yeah. supposed to be an embedded link to the update, but instead it's just <laughs> the entire web page again. <laughs> so you can you can scroll down to see the embed of the article inside the embed of the article inside the embed. It just goes forever. Like, oh, I see, I see what what you're talking about because you scroll down and then it's embedded again. And then each oh, embedded article has another ad in it. It's this is just infinite money. <laughs> um, I, how deep does it go? 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like I the web page at some point is either going to run out of memory. No, that's actually probably exactly what would happen is the web page would just run out of memory. So that that far. Why so I think it might actually have hit it here. Because there's no scroll bar in, in the deepest one that I can see. Oh, this We've is hit recursive bedrock. <laughs> it's an, it's it also broke my ability to middle click scroll. Yeah, I, like mine, I mine doesn't get the scroll thing. Yeah, mine doesn't work at all on this page. Good website, guys. <laughs> good, good, good website, CNET. Anyway, I want to thank good company. I want to thank Aroa for being here. Yeah, no problem. Go see the Sonic movie now in theaters. Oh yeah, how uh, was it? Jim how Carrey. was how was it? It's surprisingly good. Good. Really? Um, yeah. Like I'm so happy that it's beating all of its uh, projections. I I was privy to a conversation about why Birds of Prey was failing, and I don't think that's why Birds of Prey is failing. It, is it no? Is it because uh, Birds Sonic of Prey is, is failing because Birds of Prey is bad? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, like the uh... I like how they blame the blue guy. Yeah. They, no, the 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 Sonic movie is ostensibly a family movie. Um, it is not like anything. The the story itself is not anything special. But Jesus Christ, if you're a diehard Sonic fan like I am, there's so much in there to be happy about. Like it, it's great. Uh, Jim Carrey is wonderful as Robotnik. They they like they do the Eggman thing in a way that I didn't expect them to do it, and it works perfectly. They're like, don't get me wrong. Um, I am kind of upset that like it's basically making its own movie universe, Sonic. But you know, if if that's what they got to do, then that's what they got to do. That's fine, I guess. Yeah. So, do you think there's going to be a sequel in which we? There get... one hundred percent will be a sequel. Shadow the Hedgehog. No. Please. And it's in the the advertising is Sonic with the and Knuckles. Knuckles will probably be in the sequel. Tails will be. I I I can say one hundred percent because he's in the end credits sequence. Yeah. Um Tails will be in the sequel. Miles Miles Prower. In the uh (laughs) in the intro, uh where Sonic gets put into our world, uh, he's being hunted by echidnas. Okay. Oh, I see. And they're I designed see. like the echidnas from the comic series. Ah, like, so Knuckles is going to be in it. Most likely. So Knuckles will probably be in the sequel because of wh- why Tails shows up in the credit sequence. Cool. So, yeah, cool. Uh, Connor, I want to thank you for being here. I was here and surprisingly vocal this episode. What's yeah. Up with that? And thank you, Reeton, for being here. You're welcome. Uh, we will be... He even hears himself in that voice. <laughs> we will be back <laughs> next week talking about some more video game and tech-related stories and possibly Sonic the Hedgehog. Goodbye. <laughs>